Hello, Broom and beyond, if you're tuned in, listening on the Packham Network, or even joining us on the National Indigenous Radio Service. Today, my guest is uh, Mitch Tambo. We're going to be chatting about, well, a bunch of deadly things, really. We're talking about his musical journey. Uh, we're also talking about uh, his healing journey as well and how that ties in with music. And uh, Mitch is a family man. We're going to be chatting about uh, what that means to him as well. It is a uh, very big honor to be chatting with you today, Mitch Tambo. How are you, brother? Yeah, me, I'm my brother. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure getting to chat with you all the way from the other side of the country. We're broadcasting here from uh, Yaru country up in Broome, but you're coming to us, uh, where'd you say you're in Nam, around Melbourne? Yeah, that's it. I'm here in uh, Wurundjeri country, and um, yeah, shout out to all the mob up there in the beautiful hot country, eh, where the, the red sand meets the beautiful clear ocean, isn't it, up there in Broome? That is exactly right, Mitch. You been here before or what? I haven't, but I'm ready. Ah, uh, mate, we'll have you up here in a heartbeat. I reckon uh, you'd go off your style up here. So we're here today to chat with you about uh, a couple of things. Uh, I know you've got a new uh, single released, Heal. What can you tell us about that? Heal was a bit of a, well, one really close to your own heart, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good to have it out. Um, there's two versions out at the moment. I'm um, looking to release a third um, live version really soon. But yeah, look, it's, it's all written about my own journey, I suppose, with grief and um just navigating that storm, losing my dad to cancer and things like that. But I think um, it's been really interesting because, you know, the song is essentially um, like a song calling, like, you know, imagine, imagining our ancestors calling this storm, this big rain to come and, and wash country and heal country and, you know, allow us to be able to go back to our respective countries and, and connect on a much greater level, um, having had our mother healed, you know, and, and being able to feel that, that healing and then on the other hand of the story it's like navigating through that storm you know whether it be grief loss um the trials and tribulations of life but there's sort of no one without the other you know that storm comes and cleanses and then you know on a personal front sometimes we go through these storms in life and um you know the chorus is let the river flow again um i can heal love is round the bend i can feel again and it's kind of just like i suppose um you know what sometimes when we go through these situations um we move on really quick because of the pressures of life and we don't really let or, you know, we don't really acknowledge what's just happened and it can create blockages in the in our river, in our spirit. And um, sometimes to just, you know, action that healing, we've got to go back and acknowledge that pain and, and cry and let it go and let that blockage, you know, be set free and allow our river, our spirit to flow again. And what we find is, you know, not far down that river around the bend is all this beautiful ability to just feel fresh again feel things differently and, and come alive and just feel that abundance of love so yeah the song's about many different things and just pumped to have it out yeah yeah that is absolutely beautiful imagery i mean i've heard the track but hearing you explain it is a whole other thing and i love that that symbolism of rain you know healing country up here in Broome, we we hunger for the rain we thirst for the rain not just for us more but also it has such a a way to just heal and cleanse the land and it's it's beautiful that you've used that in your song as a way to, you know, also reflect on healing, not just ourselves, but, you know, our land as well, our country. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we come from country and we go back to country, eh? So it's, um, you know, a full circle experience, I suppose. And, you know, for us as First Nations mob, um, in order for us to really, I suppose, heal on a much greater level, we've got to make sure country's healing and, and country's being cared for and looked after. And, you know, I think when country's sick, um, it inherently flows onto us uh, and to our own spirit, whether we like to admit it or not, you know, because, you know, we, we're connected to everything. We're circle people and everything has its place. So, 
yeah, it's um, it's been an awesome journey just to be able to reflect on it. And, you know, the song's taken me um, on this wild journey as well. It's been really good. Yeah, so it's, by the sounds of it, it's helped with your own, you know, it's your journey of healing then. It's, it's sort of helped with your, I guess, healing after losing your dad, as you mentioned. And um, I guess also as a, you know, a lovely little message about being a, a father, well, your, uh, your lovely stepdaughters and your own your little one on the way. That's right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, originally it started off um, in a lockdown, wrote it in a garage, just stripped it right back and just wrote it in a garage, did up a demo. And at, at first I just wanted to do like a big dance anthem and we had the lyric, we put it together and it wasn't long after it when I, I sat and heard what we put down again. And I was like, wow, I think I've actually written about my own grief and, you know, becoming a father and, you know, trying to let go of that pain and, and move through it, I suppose, so it doesn't have to flow on to the next generation. And, yeah, so we decided to release it. And as you know, the first version very much stripped back, um, just keys and a couple of very minimal sounds because it, it just felt right that it, it should be a song that just feels um, authentic and real and, and more like a pour out or a cry out from the heart. Uh, and then we obviously did Heal Yuligi version, the dance version, which is a bit more upbeat, and you could probably imagine that at a festival. So, yeah, it's, it's been definitely been interesting. Is that, that's, wow, that's so incredibly raw. I mean, just you putting pen to paper and, and getting sort of your, uh, getting what's in your chest off your chest and on the paper. Is that your usual writing process? You know, you usually find yourself in a shed just, you know, writing down and all of a sudden a song begins to form? It's funny, eh? there's something to be said about stripping it back and just, kicking back in the garage like the old days or, you know, just in something very minimal and just getting back to the basics. Uh, I think it's a beautiful thing that can just allow for just something different to be created. Not that it doesn't happen in incredible studios, but I think that's just something to be said when you're in that environment. It's it's a bit more raw and um, it's minimal and there's sort of less going on. And, yeah, it just bursts its song, you know. but yeah, generally when I write, I generally write the lyric first um, and then we'll work on what it feels like with, with something in mind, you know, a vision for the song. But this time the song kind of took its own vision and was like, no, nah, I don't want to be a big banger. I want to just be um, stripped back and it just felt right. And, and we had the two songs there, the two versions. And as soon as we heard the one with keys, it was like, no, nah, that's the one. We've got to go out with this one. This is this is the song, you know. So yeah, it's been beautiful. So Mitch, as well, you um, you've got this deadly style of mixing English and language. When you're writing songs, are you writing them in language first, in English, or English and language? Are you combining both at the same time? What can you tell us about that process? Yes, I mean, um, obviously English fluent speaker, not a language fluent speaker. Um, but in terms of my career, not really an English singer. <laughs> Always thought it sung in language. Because I just grew up on country and strong community and grew up doing traditional song and dance, you know. That's, that was kind of my intro to music, I suppose, from a personal front. Um, so, I mean, it's always really daunting for me to sing in English. But I decided to bring English into it because I wanted my messages to be conveyed. Because, um, you know, it's like 99% of people don't understand what I'm saying. Um, so I thought it'd be good to have messages in there that people would get the crux of my songs um, and have the songs transcend. But on the other side... I love the fact that I get to sing in my language um, because when I sing in my language, I feel like I'm able to con- able to connect to a much greater space, much greater place, to my ancestors, 
um, to a realm that we can't see but can feel. And for me, that's the greatest blessing of all, um, you know. And I think also the beauty of having like the masses not understand what I'm saying is it puts you in a position where the only option you have if you're going to listen is to feel. Um, and sometimes it's the most beautiful part of music is it allows you to feel. It allows you to feel your own emotions. Um, they're, they're raw emotions, they're real emotions, as opposed to hearing a song and hearing the lyric and going, oh, yeah, that's what the song's about, I get it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's been interesting. Now, spot on, that is beautifully put. And I think that uh, comes across perfectly when you covered uh, You're the Voice because it doesn't matter that, you know, people already know that song. So when you're singing in language, people already know and they're feeling it as well. I reckon that's got to be one of my favourite renditions of that song. Actually, that probably <laughs> is my favourite. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I appreciate it.